The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. Hope y'all having a great, great morning. Because, man, we are having a good time here on the Swain event. Big thanks to everyone listening this morning. Thanks for the phone call, Turkey Man and Chamel. And uh, he had a good message here on the text box. <laughs> it was from Pizza Mon that said, uh, Turkey Man's dog got excited when Turkey Man said Dobbs. Maybe Turkey Man names his, named his dog Dobbs. We didn't think about that. Maybe. Yeah. Pizza Mom says, beautiful sunny day in southern Ohio as well. Let's get this Friday. I checked the weather um, during the break in, in Atlanta and Huntsville. It's going to be 74 degrees in Huntsville, 76 in Atlanta. It is December 3rd. Wild. Please, let us see since he won that championship before. World ends because this is not normal for the weather to be this this great this time of the year like i'm I'm outside blowing leaves and flip-flops and shorts it's weird and it's not you being weird either like you actually have a legit reason to wear the flip-flops yeah man it was i was outside sweating my goodness hopefully i won't be sweating hopefully you won't be sweating when you plan uh this weekend's games with action 247 Tennessee's only legal sports book. Right now, the promo code Swain Event will get you 100% match on your first deposit for new customers only, up to $400. So if you deposit $100, they'll match it, give you $200. You deposit $150, they'll match it, give you $300. If you deposit $250, they'll match it and give you what, Ben? Math, 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 quick. $500, they'll give you $500, 100% match on your first deposit. What if I do $1,000? Yeah, uh, up to $400. Up to 400. 400 is the cap. And I'm not capping. That is the cap. <laughs> that, is, that, that is the cap. That is the cap. So, uh, this weekend's games in college football, we got the Pac 12 championship, Ben. That's tonight, right? That tells you all you need to know about the Pac 12. <laughs> is it on the Pac 12 network? That, that their conference championship game. Is on a Friday night. Because you know dang well ain't nobody trying to come to the game on a Saturday when you can just go to the beach or go do something else. I wonder what the, the weather is like in Cali. Is it being played in San Francisco? Where is the Pac-12 championship game? They've been playing it at the 49ers stadium, right? Where is the Pac-12 championship game? If that is the case, oh, ugly weather out. In- I'll say that. It's in, it's in Vegas. Oh, okay. Well, Legion Stadium. That's good because in San Francisco today, it's a high of 55 and nothing but haze all day. It's, it's, uh, it's where the Raiders play, the new stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. My goodness. A high is. of 72 and clear in Vegas today. That 72 will feel like 82. It's yes. like dry. And but that game is tonight, 8 p.m., Tells you everything you need to know about the Pac-12. Conference game on a Friday night. But Utah, favorite 
by two and a half points in this one. The over-under is at 57 and a half points. It's hard to beat a team twice. And Utah beat the brakes off of Oregon just two weeks ago. It wasn't long ago. And dashed Oregon's playoff expectations and their, their, their playoff dreams. It's hard to beat a team twice in a row. But when you look at the contrast in styles between Utah and Oregon, it's hard not to sit here and say, man, Utah's going to do that to them again. They're going to beat them again. The line's two and a half points. It's hard to sit here and say, man, that Utah won't do it again. Uh, but if you feel uncomfortable about that, I certainly understand not, not rolling with that one. Um, Baylor is at Oklahoma State. Tomorrow they play at noon for the Big Ten, excuse me, Big 12 championship. Oklahoma State, court to action 247, right here on the free app that you can download. Uh, Oklahoma State is favored by five points. The over-under is at 46. Oklahoma State's defense is really, really good. Um, this game right here, I think it will be a, a closer game. Oklahoma State has to win this game for any chance to get to the college football playoff. Well, and if if I'm Oklahoma State, I'm thinking win and in because that's it. I expect Georgia to beat Alabama, so somebody's spot's going to be open. That's that's that should be the mindset that you that you know you want to you don't want to be like Tennessee 2001 where you're like oh yeah man we we beat Florida yeah we going to play a national championship and then forget you have a conference game to play you got to take care of business before but you should definitely have that in the back of your mind that if you win this game it looks really really good for you to be in the college football playoff if you are Oklahoma State yes and how about Oklahoma State playing in its first big 12 title game that's crazy. Which makes sense because Oklahoma has been so dominant for so long. Yeah. And Oklahoma State has some really good teams, too. And Gundy, this was only the third time Gundy's beaten Oklahoma. I think we mentioned that earlier in the week. But he, he's, he's been there for a while now and only three wins over a rival. I mean, if you're the coach at Auburn, you, you don't even make it that long. No. If you're the coach at Alabama, you don't make it that long if, if you lose that often to, to Auburn. Heck, Mississippi coaches, they don't make it. Tennessee coach doesn't make it if you lose like that to Alabama or, or Georgia or Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, SEC, they they are paying you double digits buyout. Auburn yes. especially. And and they do not mind flipping the bill. I, I think I'm going to roll with Oklahoma State in that one, Swain. Are you, are you taking just the main line or are you taking – What did you say the spread the, was? The points to five. Five? Um – I'll say Baylor covers. I think it'll be a close game. I really like Baylor. I like what David Aranda's doing. But I think Oklahoma State ultimately uh, pulls it out. You've got Baylor running back Abram Smith, who was the Big 12's second leading rusher. Uh, he's going up against the nation's sixth best rushing defense. So that would be the key matchup in, in that one is Baylor trying to run the football against the stout Oklahoma State defense. I'm, I'm taking Utah in the game you mentioned a moment ago against Oregon. But I, I don't feel super confident because of exactly what you mentioned, and that's that it's hard to beat a team twice. And, and they're going to have to do so in 
I mean, just within a couple of weeks. It's not like they played earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and they're two totally different te- teams. But I just can't get how physical Utah was against Oregon. I, I can't wipe that from my mind. I can't either, man. Uh, in the Baylor-Oklahoma State matchup, they played on October the 2nd, and Oklahoma State won by 10. So this line is five. They won by 10 earlier uh, in the year, and their quarterback, I would say, has gotten better as the season has progressed. So, and should be, should be playing uh, with with all-time confidence right now, especially – uh, that game versus Oklahoma. Well, they were they were up, then they fell behind, and then they rallied back behind Spencer Sanders. Um, they just just had a had a dang great second half in Bedlam. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Moving right along, um, looking at conference championships in terms of um, your 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 betting needs. Now, Bama's is a seven and a half point underdog. This thing has went up a little bit. Um, boy, it's, I mean, I, I would take Bama to cover. I don't. I think this is going to be a close, closer game than what people expect. But uh, I'm going to take Georgia to cover. The line's at 49. I just – man, Bama's offensive front is just getting beat up right now. And now they're about to go up against the best defensive front in football. They, they, they lack running back depth right now. Their running backs are, are really banged up. Bama is. I love Bryce Young. I think he's terrific, but it, it doesn't matter how terrific he is when he doesn't have time to do anything, and that was the problem against Auburn. So, I don't know. I said this earlier in the week. It, it, it would be the most Nick Saban thing ever to just come out and just beat Georgia. <laughs> it would be the most Nick Saban thing ever. And I, I feel like every time I bet against Alabama like I'm doing this weekend, it comes back to bite me in the butt. But. I have to. I, I that that Georgia defensive front is dominant, and Alabama's offensive front hasn't shown shown much. I, I think Georgia will win about ten, thirteen points. Score a touchdown late to make it look worse. Forty nine point over under. I, whew, I don't know if I see this thing getting over getting over forty nine points. Uh, Houston at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by ten and a half points. The over under is at fifty two. Cincinnati. Um, for the first time in a, in a couple of weeks, is playing a, a ranked opponent. Houston is ranked. Houston is is more than capable of beating Cincinnati's. I watched Cincinnati play against uh, East Carolina, and you know they was they was playing around. They was playing around a little bit uh, a little bit late, and you know East Carolina kind of made it interesting until um, late in that game, and Cincinnati was able to kind of break away. But um, I, I I like I like Houston to cover in this one uh, at ten and a half points. I think Cincinnati will win, and um, Go ahead and, and 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 make their case in the college football playoff, but I, I feel like Houston will cover in this one. Iowa, Michigan in the Big Ten title game. Michigan's favored by ten and a half points. That is a big old margin when you play against an Iowa defense that is really really good, um, fundamentally sound. They turn you over. They're one of the best teams in the country at generating turnovers. That's a that's a huge line right there for me. I took Iowa to cover. I I just think the emotional win over Ohio State will provide a hangover. I know it's the the Big Ten title game, so you would think that they'd be able to snap and clear, oh. and 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 move on. But that that was just such an emotional win, and I bet those players truly didn't shift focus until like Tuesday, maybe mm. Wednesday. Mm. I mean, how how could you? I mean that uh, you're the talk of the town, 
You, you finally got the job done. I mean, how could that feeling not wear off until Tuesday, maybe early Wednesday? It, it would be hard for me to – like, if, if Tennessee were to finally beat Bama, and I know I'm not a player, but that feeling wouldn't wear off until, like, Wednesday or Thursday. I'd still be excited for that long after the game. Yeah, I understand. And then so much on the line, I could see them kind of being tight a little bit. I think Michigan wins. Iowa has has some issues, but Iowa is a tough physical football team that that will punch in punch you in the mouth if you're not ready. Yeah, Iowa is tough for them to generate any type of you know passing offense. Yes. which is why I think this this line is the way it is because they just they just lack uh, explosion offensively and. I think Michigan coming off that, that, that damn win against Ohio State. Now, granted, Ohio State is terrible at stopping the run, one of the wor- worst run defenses in the country. And that's why Michigan was able to run up the ball all, all over them. They won't be able to do that against Iowa um, this weekend. But I think the line is the way it is because of um, the lack of explosion from Iowa's offense. How about Pitt-Wake, man? I like Pitt in this one. This, uh, they are favored by three in the uh, ACC uh, championship game. I like Pitt. I like Kenny Pickett what they're doing. I don't like how Wake finished against Clemson, and I don't like how Wake um, you know, played the North Carolina game, even though they put up points. It was a tight game. But I like Pitt in this one. And USC and Cal is playing. Uh, huh? They, yeah, I know. Huh? Uh, is, Link, is Lincoln Riley coaching? No. Every time I see Pitt now, I can't help but think that if, if Hendon had started, would, would Tennessee win that game? Oh, I got I to bring something up. I got to bring something up. I'm glad you mentioned. I've already started the what if game with that pit game. It's not even truly the off season, and I've, I've, I've begun to think, man, if if Hendon had played, I mean, would would Tennessee have gotten out to an even bigger lead and and been able to seal that? I think so. Yeah, you never know. I want to bring this up, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But you brought up Lincoln Riley, and this has something to do with Lincoln Riley because I, Barry Switzer, Hall of Fame coach, won Super Bowl there with the Cowboys. Um, just unbelievable coach there with the Sooners. He he tweeted. He tweeted this on um, Wednesday, and it's a picture of Bob Stoops out recruiting. And he says Bob Stoops last night at Chili's in Broken Arrow recruiting for OU. Today he was in Lubbock, Texas. People laugh for some reason, but they'll give anything to have a Hall of Fame coach so dedicated and loyal to the university that he will stop everything going on in his life for a second to go balls to the wall for them. Bob Stoops isn't doing this for money. He's made plenty of it. He's doing it because of he because he loves the University of Oklahoma. Bob Stoops exemplifies what is to be loyal and dedicated to something you love. Sooner Nation loves you, Coach Stoops. And I agree with Bear Switzer. Oklahoma's lucky to have a, someone like that, that when the, the wheels fall off, coach leaves, in this day and age recruiting class kind of falling apart, that you have someone like Bob Stoops that can fill in. There's no doubt about it. He, Oklahoma's fortunate. But at the same time, how effective will he be? Like, truly how effective will he, will he be recruiting f- for a program that he's not going to be coaching next year. Yeah, more that, than likely. If I were a recruit and and Bob Stoops was in my living room, I, I think it would be really cool to to have Bob Stoops in my living room. It's freaking Bob Stoops, the head coach at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That that would be really cool. 
and, and I would really appreciate that. But if you uh, remember who he was, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> surely the the kids that are signing next in two weeks and in, in February, surely they they are aware of Bob Stoops. These, I mean, he he these, didn't retire that long ago. These players who are seniors this year, my friend, they were in middle school when Bob Stoops stepped down to Oklahoma. That was in 2016. Yeah, maybe so. So, I mean, you would think, you know, maybe it depends on what part of the country Bob Stoops is, is, is recruiting in. I mean, if he's in the Midwest, I mean, if you would hope that. If you're a football fan, if you yeah, you play football in middle school, that you know who Bob Stoops is, right? Uh, and it and it resonates with you. But maybe if you're outside that that Midwest footprint, and um, you know you don't really follow Oklahoma football, and you know you know a big historian, there's a chance you may not know who Bob Stoops is. Well, and the point that I was getting to was that I'm I'm not picking Oklahoma, <laughs> even as cool as it would be to have Bob Stoops in my living room, like. Like, I still don't know who the coach is. Like, I appreciate you coming to see me, but I'm I'm not going to consider Oklahoma until I know who my coach is going to be. Exactly. That's that's the exact point that, that I was going to make, and you were absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it's cool that you come in the living room, and maybe my dad will get an autograph and, <laughs> you know, I think that's awesome, but I don't want to hear from anybody about – Oklahoma, except for the people that's going to be there while I'm there. That's going to be coaching me. If I'm a recruit in this situation, and I wouldn't be mean about it, but I would say, hit me up when y'all got a coach. Because this is not going to do anything for y'all. Y'all are wasting y'all's time with me. I'm a type of guy, I was a type of recruit that didn't want schools to waste their time. I'm not going to Arkansas, coach. You're wasting your time. <laughs> like, I, pre- like, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to Arkansas. I damn sure ain't going to Ole Miss. No. You, you're wasting your time. So I got my high school coach to tell these schools, like, Jason, not coming there. So you're wasting your time. And and coaches appreciate that. Schools appreciate that when you just tell them on the front end rather than stringing them along and, you know, have a Jay Hardy situation and you waste time. Because what happens is you miss out on other prospects when you do that, when you waste time on the wrong recruit. So if I'm if I'm one of these guys and Bob Stoops comes or even calls to set up a visit, I'm like, I appreciate it, but this is a waste of time for for you because it's not going to move the needle at all for me. When y'all hire Brent Venables, tell Venables, hit me up, then we can talk. If that's, in fact, 100% what they do. Vols Deep says, do you think the SEC championship game will be the worst officiated game in the SEC uh, this season to get two teams into the playoff? Or is Georgia so dominant this year, it doesn't matter? Oh, I think this is going to be the best officiated game in, in SEC history. I don't, I don't buy into conspiracy theories. So, I think it'll be... A bad officiated game because SEC officials are bad of officials. Yeah. I, I I don't think that um, they'll be doing anything trying to get both teams in. I just think that they'll make sure that, that, that they'll have their best foot forward. If I'm Greg Sankey, and you know the officiating is an issue, 
you better have your top-rated officiating crew because the world is watching. The world is watching. Still might be bad, but I think Greg Sankey will have his best crew. He'll have his best crew on that one. And I, they'll still mess up. They'll mess up. There, there will be a play in which you see Twitter losing its mind about. I guarantee SEC officials are bad. College officials are bad. NFL officials are bad. They're all bad. They are. They are. But it won't be. Hashtag full-time ref. It won't be egregious like it was in that Tennessee Ole Miss game. They won't do that. Or will it? I don't think they will. Hour three It's hard continues. to be worse, right? Yeah, it is. Hour three continues after this. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. 
Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. As we approach championship weekend, Tennessee not playing on the gridiron, but playing on the hardwood tomorrow at two versus Colorado. But it's time for around the SEC. Ben, what, what do you have for us? Yeah, we're going to start with your boy, John Sumrall. Did yes, I pronounce his last sir. name correctly? Is that how you say his last name? Sumrall? Yep, John Sumrall. Let's go. Let's go who was the linebackers coach, the inside linebackers coach at Kentucky. He is headed down to South Alabama, where he will be the head coach of the Troy Trojans. Let's go! Let's go! Yes! Trojan swing. That's right. Because. John Summerall and I played high school football together at at Grissom. Um, Played two years together. So, um Played together at Grissom, played against each other when I was a freshman at, at Kentucky. Uh, excuse me, at Tennessee versus Kentucky. So he he played at Kentucky. And, um, man, so so happy for him. He is – he's one of the good dudes in the business. He's one of the good guys. He's a good guy. He should come to Knoxville then. No, that would be awesome, but, hey. Maybe one day. After Josh Heupel takes the Oklahoma job. No, uh, Missouri not. had two staff changes yesterday. According to Pete Thamel, Missouri is expected to promote Al Davis to defensive line coach. He'd served that role as an interim since early October when Missouri hired Brick Haley four games into the season, I believe it was. Biggest mistake with letting go of Brick. Yep. But Al Davis will be the new defensive line coach. According to the folks at Mizzou, it makes sense considering the improvement along the defensive line in the second half of the season. So it we'll see how worse. The, th- this this is true. Missouri tight ends coach Casey Woods took the offensive coordinator job at SMU Wait, as well. Again? Casey Woods, the Missouri tight ends coach. Yes, sir. Casey Woods, my man. 
Casey Woods. Where's he going? SMU to be the offensive coordinator. Man, this is awesome, man. Casey, son of longtime SEC coach Sparky Woods. Casey was a player here at Tennessee uh, as a wide receiver. Did he do anything? He's a walk-on. But he did a lot. He's super, super smart. And, you know, he, he was he was very important in that room, helping guys. Uh, he was actually an extension of kind of an extension of, of Trooper Taylor. But yeah, man. Casey Casey Woods is a he's a VFL, man. Why are you looking at me like that? Missouri defensive end Jatorian Hansford entered the transfer portal. He is out of the 2018 recruiting class and had 27 tackles during his time at Missouri. Four and a half tackles for a loss. So a lot going on there at Missouri. Uh, there's also a lot going on at Missouri on the basketball court last night as 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 well. It was not a good night for Conzo as Missouri lost to Liberty 66 to 45. The halftime score was 35 to 14. And it was going to be 35-11 until the Liberty player fouled the Missouri player on a three at the buzzer, and it was a bad call. It should have been 35-11 at halftime. Missouri now 4-4 four and four on the season. Mississippi State beat Lamar 75-60. to 60. I've got two more things for you before we hit the phone. Conzo in trouble. Yeah, Conzo's in trouble. Uh, there's an extra bowl game that has been added, according to The Athletic. Uh, The NCAA's Football Oversight Committee approved an additional bowl game yesterday afternoon. Uh, The game is expected to be broadcast by ESPN and played in Texas. And this is a result of there being too many bowl-eligible teams. Too many bowl-eligible teams this year in college football, so they had to add a bowl game. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know who wasn't bowl-eligible? The Vanderbilt Commodores. Last thing I've got for you, and this is really important. Florida edge rusher Lloyd Summerall. No relation to your guy, right? Mm Mm-mm. Is in the transfer portal. Again, Florida edge rusher Lloyd Summerall is in the NCAA transfer portal. Mm Mm-hmm. No, you're not supposed to know that name, but you do know Lloyd Summerall's dad. As the dad that dressed up in the Florida Gators gear during his recruiting process, his son is now in the transfer portal. Looking like a can of biscuits in that Florida jersey a couple years ago. I know I can't talk, but you're right. And I wonder if dad's going to dress up during the uh, recruiting process when uh, he picks his next school. Oh, he's going to be dressed out in those Juco uniforms. Uh, He'll have to go Juco. Yeah, I have to go Juco. Now, if you want to go SEC before the one-time transfer rule, then, yeah, he had to go Juco. But, man, he, he going he gonna to be back in the SEC gear. Back in the SEC gear. All right, let's get to the phones. We got C-Mac. C-Mac, good morning. Y'all ain't have to do old boy daddy like that, but I'm glad you did. He did it. He did it to himself. He really did. He thought he for, he thought we forgot. No, we won't, won't be forgetting things like that around here. <laughs> no. No, sir. Good morning, y'all. Good, good morning, man. Proud of you that you are going to the Tennessee-Colorado game now, tomorrow. <laughs> what? What? You okay? You all right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm good. What's, what's wrong, man? You not excited? Huh? Are you excited about going to the game and watching Tennessee, you know, the team that you like? <clears throat> so before we hit on that little little part right there, I, I want I want to I want to comment on something before you know we run out of time this morning and before I forget, uh, y'all 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 earlier this morning y'all were talking about uh, Brian Kelly and he said something pretty funny this morning uh, or yesterday, excuse me, uh, the way he pronounced the word family. Dude, was he, was he drunk? Was he? Had he had he been eating some, I don't know, some Cajun food and got had, you know had a little some extra spice in his mouth, like, or was that was that intent was that intentional, that pronunciation? Family. Uh, well, uh, let, let's say it's intentional, right? All right, we, we can we can we can enunciate things a little bit differently. So I want to do a little exercise with y'all. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna learn how to pronu- pronounce. The team that Tennessee's playing tomorrow, this state that I live in that I call home, a little bit differently in the way we typically pronounce it, all right? Okay. Could you say Colorado? Colorado. There you go. Colorado. 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 Is that how you say it? It is. No. I'm rolling with Colorado. Rado. It's Rado. 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 Prove it. That's how y'all Rado, say it Rado, over there? Rado, Rado, Rado. That, that's, how, that's how these folks say it out here, yeah. Colorado. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but is it also like how my grandma says Missouri? I kind of, kind of, sort of, yeah. Because it, it's Missouri, but my grandma says Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, much like how... Brian Kelly on a on a Monday can say family. Family. And here on a Thursday night, he can say whatever the hell came out of his mouth last night. And God bless that man, because he is, he he gonna be he in for a whole world of some other things. But what what is our outlook? What is our expectations for tomorrow night? What can I expect? Uh, this will be the first time I I will be uh, consuming. Uh, a Rick Barnes uh, uh, product live in person. So you are going. A little, a little. I'm a little excited about that. I'm not excited about going up to Boulder. That's for all my own personal reasons, but some okay. sacrifices need to be made. Uh, but from a basketball perspective, what can I expect? Uh, Dubs. It looks like it looks like the Buffs are kind of hit and miss. From what I read, they shoot a lot better at home. Than they do on the road. How how's Tennessee been doing with you know for like I think when you said this is like kind of our first true road game for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what uh, and this is quite quite a bit of a jump from Knoxville up to you know up to Boulder. So you know what, what are we looking like in, in, in from that regard? In that well, I mean, Olivia Camwa, you know, John Fulkerson. They'll have to battle up against Jabari Walker, who was Colorado's leading scorer. Uh, against Villanova, their strongest point of their, of their team was, you know, their guard play. And uh, looking at Colorado, they'll have they'll have their hands full with, with Jabari Walker. So um, it's going to be a great test for um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield 
You know, coming off the bench, he's getting more minutes, and he's going to battle. He's going to battle, get some experience, uh, dudes down in the post. And, you know, this is the point of the schedule where you're not playing, you know, just guys that go to Presbyterian or, or you know, um, the Blue Holes and, you know, playing against uh, ETSUs. Like, you're, you're going up against some real, some real big men now. So, how will Brandon Huntley Hatfield, how will Olivier Canwa, how will focus and handle handle the post? I'm not really worried about our guard play uh, at all. We're shooting it well. Uh, we're taking care of the basketball. I'm not worried. But, you know, if there was, if there was one slight concern, you know, maybe it would be, uh, you know, in, in the paint. We'll see how that plays that out. Kid, I think we'll be all right, though. That kid that you named, uh, Jabari Walker, is that the kid who had, like, the – the streak of double doubles going on for for CU. I'm not sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. But he's. I mean, he's he's averaging a double double right now. I mean, slightly under. I mean, he's at 9.5 rebounds and you know, right there, 15 points per per game. So, yeah, that 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 may be him, man. He may be the guy you're talking about. The walking the walking double double. Uh. All right. What happens first? <laughs> and I'm gonna exit on this. Does this Walker kid from CU get five rebounds before the seven footer gets one? Yeah, hold on, no, 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 no. I've got a question for you, C Mac. Damn it! I'm sorry. Yeah. Does Memphis basketball um, win a game before Uros grabs five rebounds in one game or collectively? Collectively. Come on, now he already had three for the season. What you talking about? No, he had, he had four against. Presbyterian. Stop playing for real. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, he was like Dennis Rodman. How, how many? How many rebounds does Ziggler have uh, versus Presbyterian? <sighs> Shut what'd up. You, what'd you say? You, no, quit avoiding my question. Does Memphis basketball win win a game before Uros collects his next five rebounds? Oh, next time. So we're not we're not going to include what he currently has now, right? Correct. Uh, He's already at five. There, uh, Memphis is playing Ole Miss Mm-mm. tomorrow, and yep. then Murray State, have the ju- which is an the L game, which is an L. Then they play Alabama, which is an L. Then they play Tennessee, which is an L. Man, does 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 Memphis try to you know play the SEC you know basketball schedule? They better hope not the way they played against Georgia. December 21st might be their first win uh, in the month of December. And I think Uro's going to get five rebounds by then. Oh, yeah. They play Alabama State. No, and UNC Greensboro. No. I, I really think, you know, Tennessee's going to beat Mississippi. What? What you say? What are you yeah. talking about? Tennessee's going to beat Mississippi. Yeah. Oh, Memphis. Memphis is going to beat Mississippi tomorrow morning. Okay. We'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, uh, 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 Kermit yeah. about to put them hands Euros on Penny. Gonna, Euros ain't about to get five five rebounds uh, against CU. Hey, man, y'all have a great weekend. Uh, y'all be safe, be easy. I'll at y'all next week. You too, my friend. Enjoy the game. Enjoy watching the best team in the state of Tennessee play basketball. That's right. Who's next? Volstorm. Volstorm, what is up? Yeah, I got a test for you. What does it say about a man who will reluctantly 
drive 30 minutes to go watch Tennessee. But when I mentioned something about if Memphis played, he jumped on that real quick. Not yeah, a true Tennessee fan. He just he really does not exactly. want to go to the to to Boulder, and he may have personal reasons. He really does not want want to go to Boulder. Well, well he's got an ex girlfriend you know, there. If he hey, if he drives the speed limit with his lights on, he'd be fine. <laughs> well, it's middle of the day. He doesn't even have to worry about it. It's a, a twelve local tilt. Guys, um, I gotta stick up for my boy Stokes here. A Tennessee fan who's content with Georgia winning that SEC championship, they're not a real Tennessee fan. <laughs> ben? That's fine. I don't care. Kirby's already recruiting yeah, like he yeah, would if he won a national championship. happy with the stuff that, uh, that Kirby has, has already done to the program. The fact that they will gain even more traction and more momentum. And do the fact that, you know, it can at least, uh, you know, because if they don't win it this year, they ain't going to win it. That's right. That's fine. I hate Alabama more. Shame on me for hating Alabama as much as I do. You got me. My bad. Not to mention how much it's going to screw up all of the uh, bowl placement if Alabama doesn't get into the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to drop everybody like down a, a notch. Y'all Are you like advocating for Alabama like to get into the playoffs? Do what? Are you advocating for Alabama to get into the playoffs right now? If it gets Tennessee a better bowl game, I'm all about strategy. Tennessee ain't going to Memphis. They're, they're either going to the Music City or they're going to the Gator Bowl. Alabama yeah, winning or losing this weekend ain't going to have nothing to do with it. I Remember we had a conversation about, about Memphis and Liberty Bowl, Ben? Mm-hmm. Tennessee ain't going to no damn Liberty Bowl. And then they finished seven and five, mm-hmm. which we know they were going to do. But, but you don't know what it's going to be like if uh, if Alabama ends up in a regular bowl game. It's it's like it's like it's take it's like it yeah it's like taking nasty medicine. No. You just gotta you close your eyes, you 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 pinch your nose, and you say, "All right, what is best for Tennessee?" That's that's how that's how I look exactly. at this. Yeah, that's how I look at it. It, it ain't about you. It ain't about your feels about how much you, you hate Alabama. Everybody hates Alabama. That's a given. But this weekend, like I said earlier in the show, Georgia winning actually helps Tennessee. How? Because it keeps Alabama out of the playoffs. So? What do you mean, so? How does that help Tennessee? You, if Georgia wins what? the championship. Georgia's going to win the championship. Like, but, it'd be easier for them to win that championship. Because from a from – Is like, it? From a personnel standpoint, there was only two teams that, that had a chance to beat Georgia, and that was Ohio State and Alabama. We, we agreed to that. Um, so, Oklahoma State's not in there. Ohio State. But yes, excuse me. Ohio State's not in there anymore. Um, so, really, the, the only team that has the personnel to be able to keep up with Georgia is Alabama. If they bounce Alabama, man, Georgia may skip to a national championship. Well, it's going to be easy. And if they bounce Alabama, does it really matter if Alabama's going to play them in the playoffs? If, they, if Alabama beats them, then if they can beat them once, they can beat them twice. Yeah. But if they bounce them the first time, they ain't going to automatically turn it around and flip the switch and then turn around and bounce Georgia. But if Alabama loses, they ain't going to have if a chance Alabama to play them. If Alabama loses, they're not going. They're not going. I'm aware of that. I'm Your saying. point is stupid. No, it's not. Yes. 
It is. No, it's not. If Alabama loses, they're not going to play Georgia again. Alabama not making the playoffs is better for Tennessee. No, it's not. Yes, it is. How? Because you don't, as you don't want Alabama in the playoffs. You don't want Alabama in the playoffs. Simple as that. How's it different than any other damn year? Okay, but just because it's happened for the last ten straight years doesn't mean that it should be a ho hum this year. <laughs> Good lord, you're full of stupid today, guys. It's, before I go, it's uh, Friday. We all full of it. Wayne, I was glad to hear about your your boys. Some are all getting the uh, job down there. But honestly, who wants to hear from a washed up player from Grissom? See you, boys. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. That was a good one. That was a good one. I asked Ben when he came in. I was like, do y'all have any players from Buckhorn who are D1 coaches? And then before he even answered, I was like, yeah, but y'all got a World Series champion and, uh, you know, player on Titans. So I'll I'll fall back. But still, still a good day for Grissom High School and the community of of, of, uh, South Huntsville. Uh, John Summerall, his family, just amazing. Amazing people. It was never a question that Summer was going to be a coach. Never a question. All right, let's get to Vol in Birmingham. Good morning. What's up, man? Not much, buddy. How you been? I've been, I've been wonderful. I've been wonderful, man. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, I'm, I'm just calling in because I feel like everybody was going against Ben, so I got to side with Ben because <laughs> I want Alabama to lose this weekend for sure. For sure. And I get that, like, Georgia is the one that turned us into the NCAA and all that stuff. Oh, they but, set us up. They ain't just turn us in. They set oh, us yeah, up. Oh, yeah, they set us up for the okie doke. They sure. set us up. Oh, yeah, but we would have been all right if Pruitt wouldn't have pissed his own people off. Yeah, that, that, that too. But <laughs> Georgia, Georgia, Georgia set us up and presented some very damning evidence. Yeah, yeah, told, I, I, so I get it. I it get wouldn't it. matter yeah, either I way. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if, if Pruitt wouldn't have, you know, made the compliance people mad, then they would have went to bat for him and we would have been all right. Yeah. But, you know, I, the way I look at it is, yes, Georgia's good this year, for sure. But they've been recruiting top five for the last decade and hadn't done anything with it. So if they win the SC championship this weekend, that is, I mean, yes, that's going to make them look better. But. I don't think that that's going to, you know, do anything more for them than it's already doing. So that's why I want them to win this weekend and lose in the 14 playoff. But as long as Alabama don't get to the 14 playoff, then I'm good. Well, that's that's ideal, right? That's ideal. That's what we, you know, if we if we could pick our scenario here, we would say we want Georgia to win the SC championship and then lose in the college football playoff. But who in the playoffs is really going to beat Georgia? Well, it depends on how the. In my opinion, it depends on how the, uh, you know, how everything falls, depending on who wins and who loses the weekend. But what I believe in the end, Kirby's going to Kirby. Okay, that's how I look at it. So you've been on that train for years. Opinion. Oh, I have, yeah. but against against good teams and where it's equal, you know, that he was not going to be the reason why the team gets over the hump. He's not going to win the battle because he outcoached anybody. He can still be a sorry coach. And I think still beat Michigan, still beat Oklahoma State, still beat Cincinnati. Here's my thing with the whole conversation. Georgia's already recruiting at an elite yeah. level. 
Yeah. Elite level. They will continue to recruit at an elite level whether they win a national championship this year or not. The only difference that will take place is Georgia fans being even more insufferable. I don't want to hear it. I, I, well, I don't want to hear it either, but – the reason I want Alabama to lose because I hear it from my Alabama friends, and I don't want to hear from them anymore. So I want them to lose this weekend. I want them to go to a crappy bowl game and all their players opt out and get drilled in a bowl game as well. Tony, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. All right, so Georgia, like I said, you know they've been they've been building for the last decade. They've had all these talent, all this stuff, done nothing with it. All right, if they win a national championship this year, will they be able to continue? With that type of success, or do you think in your head that they would be able to go on a Nick Saban run, where this one national championship allows them to go on like five or six run? I don't think so. But Alabama's already on that run, so we need them to come down a notch. And in my opinion, I don't think Georgia can do that. So if they win it this year, I don't think they're going to go undefeated next year. They're going to lose that whole defense. So I think this one win for them would not set them up for the next decade. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah, your your take is a little bit is a little bit different because you 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 are banking on Georgia losing a playoff. And I just don't see a team that Oh no no no. Can no, beat no. Them. I mean even if they win the national championship, I'm saying like will that national championship, in your opinion, set them up for continued success like Alabama has had? No, because because Kirby's not Nick Saban. But they'll exactly. still be, su- so, but, they, but but they'll still be successful though, because like Ben is right on. They'll still could recruit at a high level because you are not going to deny the perks that comes with going to Georgia as a high school player. So, which yeah. begs the question: What ultimately does does the it national ma- championship do for them? Yes. Other other than the, their another, fans having something to brag it's about, it's another team in the SEC winning a national championship. Other than Tennessee, besides besides you know besides Alabama, that we play each and every year. That's that's that that's why I'm on the stance that I'm on. I don't I don't I don't want Florida to be able to say. And listen, Florida has won you know a couple um, since Tennessee has won theirs, but Georgia has not won a championship since 1980. I like to keep that theme going. That's that's so, that's my stance. I don't want them to win that championship. So I get that I'm biased because of where I live and everything. But that is one thousand um, percent where I believe what I do. Hey, we all three got oh, yeah. a little got a little some uh, you know bias yeah. in this because yeah. we you know, got some Alabama but I guess ties. Like, like my thing is all right. So and from what you just said, you would rather Georgia not win one and Alabama continue the success of winning national championship than somebody new. Golly, when you put it like that, that I guess so. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't, like I don't want Georgia to win. Georgia to win it. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> dude, it's a lose-lose either way. But I know. for Tennessee, and this is what I go back to, it's not about me. I'm taking myself out of the equation. My personal you know, feelings towards Alabama, what's, what is better for Tennessee? A new champion in the SEC or Alabama winning the championship again? Uh, Alabama winning it again is best. I recognize so, that within so, the first ten minutes so of the show. That's I my just, stance. My hate for Alabama overrides that. Yeah, like I also yeah. said earlier in my, the show. Yeah. So I'm 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 thinking more of my head here than than my heart. I'm yeah, thinking I, of my heart. I get that. But um, I guess like, like I hate me, I'm not worried about Georgia. I guess is my is my thing. Like I'm not worried. About, I mean, like if Butch Jones can beat them, then anybody any coach we have can beat them. Heifel will beat them, even if they win a national championship this year. Heifel will beat them within the next three. 
It's going to happen. Well, Butch also beat Kirby in his first year. I know that, but I'm just saying, like, like Kirby is always going to be the coach that loses a game he shouldn't lose. That's why, honestly, like, I truly feel like Nick Saban and Alabama is going to play their best game that they played this weekend and beat Georgia. I just have that feeling. Yeah. I just and, don't want to see Kirby smiling and, and that monkey finally getting off his back, Vaughn Birmingham. That's what I'm on. I don't want to see the monkey off his back. He's going to be insufferable. You watch. Oh. All right, Look, I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't want to see that either. Who's next? Who's next? We got a roll. We got Gene. Gene, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I know all the arguments. I've been listening to them, but screw Alabama and the horse they rode in on. Yes. Yeah. And Georgia. <laughs> well, and Georgia, but both of them. I don't think Georgia's got a dynasty that will stay. If they win a championship, Kirby's not the coach in six years. It is. It's not a. It's not a Nick Saban situation. He's not the same personality. Where would he, he go? Replace coaches the way Nick does. Where would he go, Gene? He gonna get fired? Yeah. Gene, he's been winning nine, ten games. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark Rick didn't uh, didn't actually lose a lot. Yeah, Mark Rick didn't win a championship he, either. He didn't win a championship. But you know, we we just watched LSU win a championship two years ago. Yeah, but but um, you know. but but Ed fell off, fell off, and he got tied nine stuff, tied nine situation going on. That's that's part of it too, the scandal. Um, you know, Darius Geis and all that stuff. You know, uh, he he Kirby played there. He he won championship. That's the reason why he was brought but in. Nick, he ain't going nowhere Nick, if he wins nineteen games. Nick is an anomaly. Nick is an anomaly. Being able to keep it over and over and over again. I mean, look, you know, Brian Brian Kelly. Notre Dame, he's no longer there. You know, Urban Meyer, Ohio State, no longer there. Um, you know, I just I don't see sustained over and over Georgia winning championships. If they reach, if they finally reach, you know, the pinnacle, if they finally get the brass ring, I honestly think that they don't maintain that. It's it's harder to, to repeat than well, it yeah. is to win the one. Well, yeah, I mean, if if they go undefeated and win championship, there's only one way to go, Gene. That's that's down. So that's that. I'm not arguing that. You know, I don't think you're gonna sit here and just win back to back, back to back championships like Nick Saban. But I, I, you you said that you know you don't see Kirby there in six years. I don't know where he's gonna go unless he's gonna go to the NFL or something like that because he he is he is winning. 80% of his games. I mean, the first yeah. season, he won eight. But the next season, he won 13, 11, 12. Last year, was all SEC. He won 80% of the games there. He's 8-2. Like, he is going to win 10 games Once a season. Off his back, is he going to look at other opportunities like the NFL? And That's the only thing. You know, when, when you're trying to climb the mountain, you're still shooting for that one goal that you never got. Once you get it, what then? Yeah. Nick Saban is an anomaly when it comes to that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Gene, on that one. I don't. I don't. I don't. No one's going to be able to do what Nick Saban has done. Um, I'm not arguing that point. I was arguing the whole him not being there in six years. He played at Georgia. Why not? He ain't hey, going anywhere. Well, he want to leave to go anywhere after winning a championship. He's. They'll have a statue built of him. He. You know. I mentioned again. He played there. He's going to win ten games minimum. Every single year at Georgia, he ain't going nowhere. No. He's stupid to go anywhere. He'll, he'll try to win a second and then win a third and win a fourth. Yeah, but he will He will not be able to do that like Nick Saban. Like, I don't see any back-to-back championships 
you know, for Kirby. I, like, I agree with Gene on that one. I just, you know, he ain't going anywhere. And that that final point that, that you just made a second ago about you not thinking Kirby would be able to repeat his success is why I'm not as terrified of Georgia finally winning a championship because I, I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it makes a drastic difference – and what they're already doing in terms of recruiting. Like, they're already recruiting top classes, number two classes. Like It ain't about recruiting. It's about the winning the big game. I don't want them to win a championship. I'm, I'm ultimately with you. Look, and th- this, this conversation has somewhat gotten twisted because in a perfect world, Georgia beats Alabama this weekend, Alabama, Alabama doesn't make the playoffs, and then Georgia goes to the playoffs and loses in the playoffs and, and Michigan or somebody else wins the national championship. That will be perfect. That, that's, that's ultimately what I want to happen. But watching college football this year, ain't no one's real confident. It, it is it is very hard to believe that happening. For sure. For sure. We're Alabama beating Georgia twice. Conference championship weekend, Tennessee tomorrow, 2 p.m. versus Colorado. Let's see if Viscovi can lead the Vols in scoring, or will someone else step up and lead Tennessee in scoring? Will it be Fulkerson? Will it be... Olivier down the post, or will it be Kenny Chandler? Maybe even Justin Powell, who was red hot on fire. If Colorado goes into a zone, maybe Justin Powell shoots the the uh, the bu- the buffs Buffaloes out of the zone, and he is a leading scorer. We'll find out tomorrow, two p.m. for Ben McKee and Jason Swain. The Swain events fueled by Dead and Barbecue Hour Three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's healthcare. Have a great weekend. Peace and love. We are out.